Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Taylor from the New York Gun Guys podcast. With everything going on in the world today, with people getting radicalized on the internet, we ask ourselves how we could prevent further tragedy. On this episode, our special guest, a federal law enforcement agent, discusses and provides insight on how threats are handled, investigated, and determined to be credible or not. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is Taylor. Guys and ladies, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts. Be sure to give our pages a like and a follow to be uh, kept up to date with whatever we're talking about and whatever's going on currently. So um, today we have a special guest on the program. We haven't had a guest on in a while, but... Um, you know, like I said in the intro, with everything that's going on in the world today with these mass shootings and the focus on online culture, what's being said and done online with what they say is radicalization on the internet, um, I'd like to introduce our special guest. His name is Tom. He's a federal law enforcement agent. And uh, welcome to the program, Tom. What the fuck is up, Denny's? Happy to be here. Thank you so much, Taylor. <laughs> no problem. No problem. You know, it's funny. The last federal law enforcement agent we had on our program said the same thing when they came on. But, you know, <laughs> I, I guess it's a it's a look into the uh, the metal culture and uh, yeah. all the all the sub, all the sub memes out there. Yeah, it's a great it's a great it's welcome. A big, it's a great opening line. A big, but... a big live without fan. If you're familiar with that band. Oh, Ooh. no, I'm not. But I'll have to give him a listen. So, um, Tom, again, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on and spending time with us. Why don't you uh, describe who you are, what you do, your background and anything else you want to kind of tell about yourself? I am currently a federal agent for one of our illustrious federal agencies that, uh, you know, keep America safe. No big deal. Um, prior to this, I was a U.S. Army officer. I did that for almost five years. And then I segued into corporate America for a little bit while waiting to pick up this awesome gig. And uh, I'll probably do this for another 30 years until they kick me out. So Okay. That's Go excellent. America. That's excellent. Serving your country in more than one way, I suppose. So, Tom, um, if you could talk about it a little bit, what currently do you do with this federal law enforcement agency? Um, currently, I'm, I'm, I do a bunch of other things we're not going to talk about, but for the past two years, I, I handled a lot of uh, threats on the internet or threats pertaining to any digital medium. So, you know, internet, text, email, all that good stuff that, you know, pretty much dominates today's work. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's another thing I was going to get into what you used to do with this federal agency. So um, basically, you know, it seems that after every mass shooting, especially the two that just happened in Buffalo and then in Texas, there's a focus on what the shooter did on the Internet. Um, with things that you investigate, how, how common is this that that what's going on on the Internet in these days? Well, more often than not, right? like there's always I'm not going to say warning signs, but if someone's going to be a shithead, they didn't just wake up one day and, you know, what go zero to one, you know, 180. They, right. they probably started being a menace sometime previous in their life and more often than not it's on one of our lovely social media apps or channels right right so actually, we just do like the, the general overview right of like what constitutes a threat and yeah. how it comes in and, and and then we can we can segue into some of these little lovely uh all-stars that you know plague awesome. us every day yeah so i mean it, it doesn't matter in, in general overview which federal agency you hit up you know fbi Secret Service, HSI, 
um, probably the FBI and HSI are the, the two larger ones that will take the, the bulk of most of the threats. What is HSI, just so people know? Homeland Security. Okay, cool. On, on the broad surface, uh, a lot of people think Homeland Security is just terrorism. It's they they do they 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 pick up a lot of the slack that the FBI can't pick up because the FBI can't do every single thing. So like Home, Homeland Security, they they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of uh, criminal stuff, drug stuff, just everything else too. So like, not a lot of people know that, but fun fact. Okay. So anyway, it doesn't matter who you call because all you have to do is Google like you know report a crime. It's that's very general it's, it's no big secret right if you want to call the fbi it's like 1-800 tips or something like that it, it's on google right it doesn't matter so you'll report like whatever you see in um let's just p- pick a what's your what's your most hated app taylor or, or you know social media place let's just say facebook because that's the biggest one probably facebook yeah so let's say you're on someone's page and you see a video that you, you usually it's, it's political too that you, you that you dislike, and you scroll through the comments and you see something that you, you deem menacing, right? Mm-hmm. You can pick your favorite federal agency and call them up, or generally there's probably some sort of intake thing now online, right? And you preferably take screenshots, and then you just type up you know what you encountered, the date, the time, what it said, and then you know throw the screenshot in there if you have it. Typically, if there's no screenshot or proof, there's not much you know anybody can do with that because it's it'll it comes down to a he said she said right like right. maybe you were you were DMing some person about you know some video you saw and you just liked it and you just want to get them in trouble so you know without without that screenshot or that that shred of evidence like it, it won't go beyond that okay you know? somebody might somebody might call you up after the fact for making a report and say oh hey I saw what you wrote do you have the, do you have a screenshot to prove it if the answer is no. It, it doesn't matter what agency it, it'll be dead in the water right there okay right all right now so, oh sorry no no you're good so like so let's say this threat is like let's say it's a video of like dan crenshaw who is a republican representative from texas and he's getting somebody that's severely left wing right yeah you know dan crenshaw you know, whatever, put, pick, pick some weird left-wing ideology that's batshit crazy over the right. last decade, right? Right. <laughs> um, if it is something, like, that's that's threatening and menacing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the agency will get it and then assign it to an investigator. Um, and from there, uh, you need to ask for legal process in order to ascertain, like, you know, who, who that account belongs to. Right. So... So, so here's like the biggest segue with like, doesn't matter if it's, you know, state or federal, right? We, we have to ask our prosecuting body, rather it be the DA or U.S. Attorney's Office, like for a certain legal process. And because of the, you know, what you said before, the, the climate we're in today, like I'm not going to say every single little thing gets investigated um, because there's just not manpower for that. You know, we, 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 everybody looks at the threat and, and, and tries to ascertain if, if it's, you know, if there's some legitimacy here or not, but like from there, it, it comes heavily on the prosecuting body that will give us that legal process to, to give to the social media provider, you know, to, to get who the person is. Okay. Um, but like the biggest hit all, all the time you see in all the news, like, oh, the police fucked up, the FBI fucked up, they didn't do enough. Like somewhere in that, in that link, they probably asked for something because I mean, it's, it's really no skin off our back, like to, to investigate 
anybody, especially off online things, because it's usually, it's usually just paperwork. There's not there's not more to it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll ask for a subpoena for this account. I'll get the information back, and then I'll see where the person is. Maybe I'll need a second subpoena because I'll, I'll, you know, it'll, it'll come in. You know, I'll ask for one subpoena. I'll give me an IP address from the telephone provider. I'll hook the telephone provider, and then I'll get the actual address of the person. So, like, that's – I never had to leave my desk to do any of that. It might have just taken two weeks for the companies to give me what I needed, right? Mm-hmm. So – the issue becomes when the prosecuting body's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you a subpoena for that. Okay. And then it's never in the news like, oh, the DA's office fucked up or the U.S. Attorney's <laughs> office fucked up. It's always, you know, the police fucked up or just law enforcement in general. Right. That They do have like, some discretion to oversee, I guess, what should be or what might be prosecutable in a sense and what's not. So that way it kind of further filters through what you guys have to do. Yeah, yes and no. So, I mean, like, since we're talking about online threats today, 18 U.S.C. 875 is, like, the overarching uh, statute that for federal, I don't state, I'm, there's a different one, too. I don't know right. what I would say. Um, that we can, do, we, can, we can take most overarching, um, like, online threats via, it could be text message, it could be, you know, social media platform, email, whatever. Because um, those will take New York City, for instance, right? Which is where I'm a federal agent. Okay. If it's something on Twitter or Facebook and you call the NYPD, the NYPD is going to direct it towards one of the federal agencies because they're going to tell you right now, like it's online, right off the, the nexus of online. It, it could be, you know, over state lines. A server for, for one of these companies could be in a different state. They're going to tell you right off the bat, like that's not us. That's, you know, FBI, HSI, Secret Service, whoever it is, you know, once you dig into the threat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then, it, then it, it'll come to us. And okay. we're going to have to look at it and be like, okay, um, that, is, that, is there a question? No, I was going to say, so just... basically things come to you in a sense. Like somebody yep. reports something to you. Somebody in a chat room or on a Facebook group makes a, a tip to you guys, mm-hmm. the federal agency, and then you guys further investigate it. Is there um, things that you investigate based on, let's just say, uh criminal arrests and then you have to go in and then see so like if for example this shooter in buffalo new york was arrested i'm assuming that either the state police or the federal police would then go into um this person's online accounts and whatever and then start investigating that is that something that you do as well yeah um with any with with any sort of when there's a crime, there's always always a, even if the even if the shooter is is killed, yeah. you know, there's still there's still an investigation after the fact. We, we I've done a couple of those. Um, they're usually they're not super sexy because the, what what you're looking to find, you know, what I mean, when the when the subjects like for as for a law enforcement officer, you know, you want an indictment, you want an arrest, right? Mm-hmm. When, when you're investigating in, into uh, a subject that was already killed, you know, in gunfire or what whatever, right? Then it just, as an investigator, it's like, all right, well, now we're just trying to, like, uncover, you know, is, was there, did, did he, did the person have help? Uh, at, at what point in time, you know, did, did he have, go into this mindset? We didn't anybody else, like, contribute to, you know, maybe the ideologies that he was having? Um, that, that's everything you, you would, you know, you'd look for in, 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 a, in a case like that where the, you know, the shooter was arrested right after, you know, right away or killed, as opposed to, you know, l- looking to investigate a threat and then prevent the threat from happening, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I've, I've done both of those. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's a lot easier, well, since you just mentioned that, it's a lot easier to 
it, once the crime is already committed, um, that's your probable cause for doing everything. It's a lot easier to get a, a, a prosecutor on board than do, like I said, like I mentioned, like an 875, which is like online harassment. Or, I mean, yeah, the harassment is the crime, but like the the overarching thing what could lead forward to that crime would be, you know, start as harassment and, and then it leads into something else kind of thing. Right. That That's a lot harder to, to get a, a, a prosecutor on board with because... You know, every single day, a lot of what anybody says can be construed as harassment, right? Yeah. Um, but we, we can narrow it down if you want. So there, there's like there's 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 two like general broad types of threats that we get, right? You know, one threat is like you're some you're some angry person on Twitter, and you're going to be like, I'm going to blow up this building tomorrow, right? So blowing a building it constitutes right a threat to life. Mm-hmm. So threat to life's take a different mitigation path than like, you know, uh, uh, your tailor and you're, you're, you're harassing somebody for two months. And then, you know, your, the, your harassment starts to build from like, I dislike you to, I want to harm you in some way to, I'm going to meet you outside your house right. on this date and shoot you. Right. Yeah. That's a so direct like, threat. That is direct. Right. But so we'll, 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 we'll take the, the threat to life ones first. Cause they're a little bit easier in a sense. So anytime there's a threat to life, all law enforcement agencies, right? State or federal have a, a thing called that. They're called exigent circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. So it's essentially, it's a form you fill out. That's a subpoena on steroids because subpoenas, grand jury subpoenas signed by a judge that could take a few days with the end, with the end of the non-disclosure agreement before you give it to the company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, an exigent circumstance form that you fill out with, with the service provider. So Twitter, Facebook, Discord, whoever, right? Um, if it's direct enough to where you have a, a basically the five W's, the who, what, when, where, why, I'm going to blow up this building tomorrow at this time on this date. Um, the service provider pretty much has to comply and give you that information for that account right away. Because if they don't, and the worst case happens, the attack happens and they, they could have, you know, given you information to stop it, then you know, they're going to look horrible in the public's eye. Hopefully the attorney general will, will step in and, you know, do something not great to that social media company. Their stock takes a plummet, whatever, right? Right. So when there's a threat to life, we do the exit circumstance and we, we go, we'll get that subscriber information for the account back right away. That information will give us, you know, their IP address, uh, phone number, email, all that good stuff associated with the account so we can identify who the culprit is. Okay. The other way, yeah. So th- th- that's like, threats we get right away that we, we, we have to do something about and then like we have the ability to, to react right away because we don't have to wait you know two weeks for a subpoena to be filled yeah yeah one thing i was just going to say real quick while you're on this subject yeah. is that new york just today actually as of the recording of this on the 31st of may or the first of june is introducing a package of gun control legislation but one of them is uh, Assembly Bill A7865-A, and basically it says the, the, the context of it is requires social media networks in New York, because New York can only govern New York, to provide a yep. clear and concise policy regarding how they would respond to incidents of hateful conduct on their platform and maintain easily accessible mechanisms for reporting hateful conduct on these platforms. But the biggest thing is it says social media networks in New York. So if Facebook is based in California, you know, would this law even affect them so much? I, I think that's just lip service. Yeah, uh, that's what I you know, that's what I think as well. You know, knee jerk reaction to all the shootings we had recently. So right, hey, she's she's done something, and then 
you know, when it, when it's because reelections next year, right? For her, I think she has to step up. I believe so. Yeah, next year so for governor. Now, she, now she can say she did something. So yeah, yay for her. Yeah, I know it's pretty useless. <laughs> I just I wanted to interrupt with that because literally that's kind of the same thing that you you had mentioned about you know yeah. social media that we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, also like if I say something that's law enforcement, um, I forget that I, I've, I've done this, you know, every day for the last few years. And if I say something that that's not like general knowledge for public, just let me know. And oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I asked you what HSI was and, and all of that. So I'll, I'll let you know yeah. if something maybe not be clear, but I think contextually you're describing things enough and pretty, pretty much basically where people can kind of ascertain, okay, even if you say a certain warrant type or something okay it's a warrant like it, it, they don't need to know the the, the actual law or the bill that that enables you to get that warrant let's just say yeah um yeah so one thing i wanted to ask was these these threats that are investigated how are they deemed like credible or not credible so if like the amount of of threats that are given to you guys like in your in your opinion or the ones that you've handled like how much of it was like bullshit or how much of it might be credible or what what's the threshold to be like credible and not credible you were talking about like um injury or you know uh, injury of life or something like that um so what's you have any input on that so like i mean it comes down to pretty much like what all these threats that all come in right um they'll, they'll all get dished out to an investigator it's pretty much on the discretion of the investigator and the investigator supervisor, especially for the, the threat to life ones. Yeah. Uh, in order to close one out, like if we think there's something to look at behind it, mm-hmm. um, because of the day and age we live in, you know, with Parkland and you know the uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting, yeah. and I'm I'm sure one of these past ones, the the shooter has has popped in the last year or two with, with having said something on some social media platform that was probably monitored. Um, we. More often, than, we we look at we look at pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, things we don't look at is you know every city has a handful of emotionally disturbed people. You 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 can tell if there's there's an emotionally disturbed person out there, raining about aliens or or some <laughs> weird nonsense like that. Yeah, uh, I remember w- one of the first things I ever responded to. I had to go to the the One World Trade Center, and there was there's a dude down there. Uh, he tried to get in. With like, and he had a machete on him and some saw blades. Oh shit! So like, we're off the bat. That sounds creepy and weird. Yeah. Once, once we, get the, we get the guy into the interrogation room, and you know, like he did some scribbling on on the stuff, and we're like, all right, what were you trying to do? And the guy's like, I was trying to go to the observatory deck and communicate with aliens and like absorb some of their energy. All it was right. at that moment I was like, mm, New York City EDP, awesome. Yeah, EDP stands for emotionally disturbed person. In case somebody doesn't know that. So I mean, obviously there's there's a plus. If you have a phone, you know you have access to the internet now and, and all all these lovely social media apps. Yeah. Um. Another one I, I another threat I, I dealt with early on in my career. I remember this, this guy made several comments on the internet, uh, threatening Jews and synagogues and mm-hmm. all that horrible stuff. And uh, after tracking down who it was, like I, I see the, the guy had been had been spoken to a couple times before. He 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 was he had autism, oh. high functioning, but he still had to, he still had to live with his mother, and his mother had a full time job, single mom. The guy was an adult, yeah. So she had to be at work all day to pay the bills, and like this guy's at home, like when he goes through a bad spell, just gets on the internet and starts like blasting out companies everywhere. Like it could be a serial company, it could be some synagogue somewhere, just whatever, just sending just threats. Right. So every time you make a new account, right, it's going to take 
a bunch of legal process to figure out who that person is before we you know it'll pop in the person's file. Like, oh, we, we got the name, we got this email. And then you see, all right, it is this guy again. Then you have to go contact the guy and his mother and be like, you know, what are you doing? Right. And at but, that point, like, it's a different way to handle it, I suppose, if he actually has like a medical or a mental condition, you know, versus somebody who's, I guess you could say, more or less intentionally doing it. I mean, he is yeah. intentionally I mean, doing it, but I guess it's handled a little bit differently in that circumstance, possibly. Good luck finding a prosecutor anywhere, state <laughs> or federal, that yeah. will, will prosecute a person with, you know, mental, he's on the spectrum. Right. Uh, and um, Unless it's something severe enough to, to where he, he actually, hurt, he actually like laid hands with somebody and hurt somebody. No, just, just going to. Not they're not going to waste their time at all, and they'll tell you that you know very plainly. So. Yeah, I think that's a. I, I think, in my opinion, that's a good form of discretion, and maybe possibly that person can use further help. You know, if they're having episodes, or you know, kind of get reevaluated when it comes to things. It's it's very hard um, to like. You know, in most cities, they have some sort of like mental health help social workers, right? You get mm-hmm. New York City. We, we can report it through the NYPD. They have social workers on staff. But the social workers could show up and, and they could, that person could tell the social workers to fucking pound sand and get out of there. Then you're, then you're done again. Like, that's that's what happens to that person. Absolutely nothing. So, like... Okay. Okay. You can look at... I mean, just look at all, all the shootings right now. It, it, uh, you'll, I know you'll agree with me right out of the way. It's not a gun problem. It's a, it's a mental health problem. No, the issue it's not is, a like, gun problem. No, no, nobody has a... Uh, no, nobody wants to take ownership, right? So, like, like, just like I said, the social workers will show up. Well, maybe we have to refer that person to a doctor. No doctor is going to put their name to that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, taking ownership of this person or, you know, th- this person is disturbed uh, and needs X, Y, and Z to happen to him or, you know, sh- no one's going to put their name to that because if they're wrong, it ruins their career. Or even if they're not wrong, that, that person's family might have a lot more money and through the show, that doctor, and he's not going to lose his license over, over, you know, some crazy person, so. Mm-hmm. One thing I've mentioned previously on, on previous episodes of the show is how if people are in these online platforms, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's a, a Discord chat or a 4chan, whatever, and they see somebody doing this thing and they and they don't report it or they don't stop it. I mean, there was there was um, news that came out about the Buffalo shooter where a half hour before he committed it, he he told this Discord group that he was going to do it and then you know, nobody in the group reported it. I mean, I don't think a half hour is enough time, obviously, to, you know, you could try and call 911 or, or whatever, but, like, what level do you think people should play in this? I mean, some people are like, listen, I don't know if it's credible or not. I don't want to get involved. Or some people, like, actively encourage it. I mean, do do you think that as a society, and I think I could kind of glean the answer to this, but <laughs> do you think as a society we, sh- we should have a moral obligation to really be a lot more proactive when it comes to this stuff? I think, I think for the most part, um, people do a good job of, I'm not going to say snitching, but I'll say snitching, snitching on one another, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's, it, I don't think it's snitching in the sense of like, usually snitching to me is like, if you're doing something bad and the person you're dealing with is doing something bad and then that person snitches, that's a snitch to me. But like, if you're just a good, normal person and you see some shit on the internet, like, I don't think it's snitching. I think it's like, look, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a guilty conscience over this. Like, this person needs to be looked at. You know, I don't think that's snitching. I just think that's being a good citizen in that aspect. Obviously, reporting somebody for BS or, or because of their political beliefs or differences or whatever, that's, that's BS in my opinion. But I think like, if you think that somebody's legitimately 
you know, disturbed or doing something or might do something, I think there's nothing inherently wrong in, in reporting that, you know? No, you're right. So I, I got a good example for you. <clears throat> I had this one uh, Reddit threat where this guy, so obviously when you, when you're, when you're, you, you can't get, you don't get inflection when, when you, when you're reading on the internet, like, let me just say that right up front. Uh, not, not everything, you know, is, there's nuances to writing and reading, right? So I'll, I'll preface with that before I get into the story. Okay. Um, this, this one lady reported some dude in, in, a, in, a, in a subreddit chat talking about how he killed people in college for money and sent a screenshot. It said that in very, you know, very plain text. There, there were comments attached to it that were, it said deleted, so you can't recover those. Right. Most social media companies only keep information for that gets deleted for 60 to 90 days. So if it's a couple of years old, you, you just, there's, it's gone. It's, it's in the ether. It's never going to be found again, right? Mm-hmm. So did our regular due diligence, figured out where the person was. And um, <clears throat> he was in a different state. And I did, obviously, I, didn't, I wasn't going to drive to that state because it was a little too far away. I tried to visit his family who, who was local to the New York area. They weren't home. So I, because of social media and LinkedIn and all those good stuff, I figured out where he worked. Now, the kid made a threat talking about killing people for money, which is, like, pretty serious, right? If he actually, yeah. if he actually did that, like, taking a human's life. Yeah, I would agree. So I was like, screw it. I'm calling this kid's work. Um, I'm not going to say, obviously, like, I don't have to just post these people what it's about. But, like, I told him I was a federal agent. I need to talk to him, and he needed to call me. Right. So, like, no no job wants to, you know, hear that about their employee. Right. Even if it's for nothing, right? So I remember I, I called the office that he worked at. Office manager called me to make sure I was real. Then the person above her called me 10 minutes later to make sure I was real. Then the executive to the office called me and asked like if what I wanted to talk to him about <laughs> had anything to do with like his job. And I, I was, since it didn't, I was nice enough to be like, it. I can't tell you anything further than no, it doesn't involve like what right. he does on the day to day. I didn't have to do that, but like, I didn't want to screw this person. Yeah, to ease over. the process, you just did that. But at the same time, like, as we'll get to this person need to be taught a lesson about like you, you can't write shit like that on the internet in 2022. Right. So I tell the officer, the kid calls me back. I don't say kid. He was, he was an, he's a full grown adult, but it's a kid mentality. Girl. Yeah, I, I think funny. that's a kid mentality. Yeah. <laughs> so he calls me back and he's like, well, that was actually like a satirical group on, on Reddit, making fun of another group on Reddit. And I was like, just straight reading that. There's no fucking way anybody in the world would know that, right? Like you understand right. that, right? Like no context, no by, nothing. See, there's no context. I, I, it was what was it? It was the name of the group, and then it had CJ for Circle Jerk, and I was like, bro, who the fuck would know that, right? Right. So I was like, I mean, we ran your record. You have no record. We talked to some of your neighbors. The person was like valedictorian in high school. He did, did superb in college right. and and in grad school too. So like. Clearly not a horrible human being, but I was like, you can't write shit like that in 2022. And I'm like, if you do it again, you're going to have another reaction with, with, with law enforcement. I'm like, so like, I'm not telling you not to do it. You know what I mean? Like you want to test your freedom of speech, go for it. But like right. talking about killing people on the internet, guarantee you this happens again, dude. So like you're a smart person, use your best judgment. Yeah. And he, and then I was like, I'm sorry I had to call your work. I'm not trying to get you fired and like that, but like went to your family's house tried everything I could and I felt like you know this, this deemed that threat credible so I had I had to do it I would he, agree he was understanding he was he was a, he's a, I'm not gonna tell you what he did but he was a very intelligent <laughs> individual so yeah. he uh he understood the severity and then obviously 
he wasn't being he he wasn't being a dick on the phone either. I was very surprised. He oh, didn't wow. want me to tell the job anything. So, because so like that that would have been my last like course, right? Like if I had called him on the phone and he was a dick and didn't want to talk to me, then I would have very plainly I would have been like, I have this this screenshot right here. I'm gonna show up at your job and start asking your coworkers and your boss about you unless you talk to me. So uh, we it didn't get to that point, but like that would have been my next step. Right, because of the threat that was deemed credible enough, talking about how he killed people for money, that that in my in my opinion would warrant an investigation to try and get more information in person. You know, if he doesn't want to cooperate, that that seems reasonable to me. Um, yep. This kind of so. gets into another thing I wanted to ask you about is like or discuss what we do on the internet in 2022, how we interact with people on the internet, what we post, what we do. I mean, we have freedom of speech in this country, and I as a podcast host i think that's very important but you know maybe you can give your opinion on this to what point does freedom of speech kind of end on the internet like what's the limit to it in your opinion obviously making threats incredible threats and things but like you know is just being a dick online still freedom of speech is hate speech as some people let's just say on the left call it freedom of speech i mean that that boils down to uh... I'm conservative. I agree with where you're going with this question yeah. you know, right off the bat. Like it's, if you want to be a dick, be a dick. Right. right. As long as you're not like threatening, like I'm going to hurt in somewhere or other form alluding to threats of violence on another person. Right. Which being a dick and trolling is not, um, to me that you, you know, be a dick. If you want to be a dick. Right. If somehow somebody, if, if you get, if you get doxxed for being a dick and you lose your job, well, that, that that's what you get for being a dick, right? Right. Things you do um, have consequences. But to the left, who you know runs the DOJ and a lot of DA's offices too, unless you live in you know some county in the South. Um, I mean, look at like what we had the DOJ talking about opening investigations into into parents who who were you know not against mask policies in schools and shit like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. obviously immorally wrong you know in against your your first amendment right to speech uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that at that but like right you, if you want to go on reddit and write a bunch of shit that doesn't say i'm going to stab kill burn show up at your house you know rape your mom etc cetera, etc cetera, for it okay in from what the stories, the anecdotal stories that you've told, it seems pretty easy that any federal law enforcement agency can get pretty much any information they want to know about you um, on the inter- from from the internet. I mean, you had mentioned that just from your office, you from somebody's LinkedIn and from somebody's IP address, you got their name, address, phone number, and all this stuff. You know, people think that because they do something online or they have a fake name on Facebook, that it 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 kind of shields them from this. I mean. I, Without getting into it too much, because I don't know if you can, like, it seems to me that it's just, it's really easy for you to get people's information. Is that, is that an accurate statement? For the, for the most part, it, it's, it's very easy. Okay. I mean, we, we, we live in a digital age. Every, every, every digital thing has, has some sort of from trail that can be, that can be traced. Right. A footprint. Um, yeah. Some sort of digital footprint. I'll just leave it at that. It's, it's not that hard. So like you're out there and you, and you think you're going to be a shithead and get away with it you're not right eventually there's like i'll just say there's there's different levels right what each agency can do if it gets that severe where you know tracking somebody online you know is a real issue 
every agency can always ask the NSA for help. And like, they're going to, once that that help is asked for, like, and and it's deemed necessary that they they can help, you're going to get found. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with anything with the NSA. I hope they're not listening to this currently, actually. (laughs) Yeah. That it, it, it seems to me that it's, it's just so amazing how we, we don't even think about what we do on the internet on a daily basis leaves these footprints, leaves these breadcrumbs. The phones that we carry in our pockets, the, the computers that we use for work, for productivity, for enjoyment in this day and age. And especially with this channel as gun owners, you know, automatically, in my opinion, no pun intended, but gun owners are a target of politicians and let's just say the left in this country who you said might hold positions of power in prosecutorial uh, federal law enforcement agencies. So things we do or say online, like even if you post a picture of a gun innocently on the internet oh look at my new ar-15 somebody might not like that and then they'll try and connect the dots about anything you've ever said on the internet he posted a picture of an ar-15 and he talked about um loving trump and he you know has a podcast where he talks about guns it you know to somebody it might seem like a quote credible threat obviously if there's no laws broken then there's no laws broken and it's just freedom of speech but these are the things that i you know i worry about as a gun owner you know i i do a podcast i put myself out there in the public i give my opinions um and you know i fear that somebody might take them the wrong way let's just say and that's why you know as a a legal and law-abiding new yorker you know we have to make sure that you know, we, we do stick to that as the core. It's like, look, I'm not the person you need to worry about. It's the criminals. It's these people that don't want to be public, that want to hurt other people that might be kind of in the underbelly of society. I mean, just to get into a little bit of it, like if you like if you investigate somebody online, I mean, it, it just seems that like like you said, sometimes it's just so innocuous and innocent to where it not it's not deemed like some people might view it as a waste of time, but others might be like, well, you know, we're doing what's necessary to protect people. Um, I think that with everything online, I think you know I'm a parent, and I'm when my son is old enough, I'm going to have to talk to him and be like, look, anything you say or do on the internet, you know, can basically be used against you. It's kind of like a like a weird Miranda reading, you know, anything that you do, it, it's going to it might come back to haunt you, you know, anything you post, any picture, any dumb video. In, in your opinion, what what role does does social media do you think play in the shaping of these criminals or these mass shooters psyche? I mean, I feel like nowadays people are just so ingrained in social media and get all their information, whether it's good or bad from it. And I think, personally, my opinion, I think it it does play into, um, let's just say, the immorality of society or the shaping of a young, disturbed person's mind. Like, what's what's your opinion on that? If it's it's a shaping thing, but, like, I think it's definitely more of a... um, People... People are, find it way easier to find like-minded morons like themselves, like that, right? So, did, yeah. did you um, did you see the last Batman? Like, no, I didn't. Oh, actually, yeah, I did. Oh, I did. You are correct. So yeah. You remember the uh, the scene where the fucking Riddler? Also, you find out he had he had like a Discord channel thing with all these people. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was posting the videos. Like, back in the day, right? If if you're going to be a shithead, it was a lot harder to find. You know, like-minded individuals that 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 shared the same beliefs as you, especially you know, depending on where you live, kind of thing. Right now, it's now it's Discord is, you know, was intended to be used as a gaming chat platform for yeah. gamers to talk. It's become a a platform, you know, where anybody can start a chat room and <clears throat> there's just been working federal crimes for the last couple of years. Like, it's a, it's definitely one of the bigger places that like 
things people get together and, and, and spread their uh, <clears throat> their how do I say this ideas Just, their, yeah their 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 false ideologies of whatever you know whatever skewed view they have in life. So it's definitely one one of the major breeding grounds. So like, just social media in general. Like back in the day, we didn't have to deal with that shit, right? Like you wanted, yeah. to, you would have to meet somebody the old fashioned way, know through somebody, and then maybe tiptoe out there some of your uh, beliefs and see if they bite back. And if they didn't, maybe somebody would write right then and there, like, "Hey, fucking Pete's over here talking about being a communist and shooting people up." Then you're like, "All right, cops would have figured out right away." Mm-hmm. Now it's you start a, you start a fucking Discord server. And screen who comes in a, a little bit at least, yeah. And then see like, all right, you know, everybody here believes this, so that it's just like, it's like a encyclopedia for all these weird fucks, you know. Yeah. To spread their ideas, so like it's if we if we if we took got rid of social media in general right now, and, and then all these little these little chat platforms too, like it would I, I just i think it'd be better for society one you know threats would be cut down and then you have to threaten somebody in person the old-fashioned way right and the two like just these these little dirty cats that shoot schools up like would have to go out and confront the world and, and maybe you know get some intestinal fortitude and realize you know life's not that bad maybe right. i should stop being a weirdo but no it's, that's you know we're diving more and more down the rabbit hole for the digital world now and the quote-unquote metaverse so. yeah i think I, I talk about it on this <laughs> this this show a lot how i believe that there's a societal breakdown how there's a lack of immorality in this country and i'm not talking even religious immorality or morality i'm just talking like morality goodwill towards man not to sound like a hippie or anything but like i said it's just like don't be a shithead to people like don't commit crimes work hard you know be a good person i feel like social media always goes to the least common denominator. It gives you your 15 minutes of fame for being an absolute asshole, absolute shithead. Look at me, look at what I'm doing, whether it's for good or bad. You know, like, for example, the videos where, like, somebody will, will record themselves giving money to a homeless person in order to get likes. It's like, well, how about you just, like, give money to a homeless person or food just without videoing it? Like, why do you need that justification? Why do you need that validation in life? You know, and that's what I think that social media does nowadays. You mentioned Discord, which is um, which is a really great platform for people to talk, to chat, to game, to discuss things. But also now it's coming under fire, you know, from politicians and saying how this is the reason why this shooter was able to do this. I mean, do you think these companies personally should be held responsible for what's for how people use their platforms? No, because I think that, you know, if I put a product out there, uh, the intention wasn't, you know, wasn't for it to, to use to communicate people to harm everyone, right? Right. It was, you know, to social places or whatever Facebook and all this shit's for. Um, they should probably comply with law enforcement a little bit easier for getting us the information we need. So I, I, would, I wouldn't say monitor, but like, I, I'll just use Facebook in general, like, most of what bad things you write now will get picked up by an algorithm. So they, they've definitely come far in, uh, in, in catching things like that. But I yeah. mean, you still have, you know, the, your, these, these messages, direct messaging one another, like there's no algorithm that'll pick that up. Right. So, no, I, I would say they should be held accountable. They should just play, play better with law enforcement. You know, it, it, when, when we're investigating someone who hasn't committed a crime and then obviously, once the crime's committed, they're usually pretty good about it because they have, like, you know, 85 fucking warrants telling them they have to comply. So. <laughs> well, I think also now it's 
it's um, they have to kind of like catch up with the times. So as people to continue to misuse their platforms, they have to try to protect themselves to some degree. So that way, if law enforcement comes to them, so you can say, look, we made all these algorithms to try and catch this stuff. We randomly monitor things. We're cooperating. But, you know, people still do shit things with our products, with our with our platform. It's like, for example, what the left and the Democrats are trying to do these days where they want to hold the gun manufacturers and the gun lobby accountable for the misuse of their products. You know, if somebody shoots somebody with a Glock, they want people to be able to sue Glock, which in my opinion is is totally fucked because, you know, it's not Glock's fault. It's just like if somebody drives a Ford and they drive drunk, it's not Ford's fault, you know? That's what I think now with social media it is they want to try and go after these social media companies for the fallacies of man, for the for the problems that people use it for. And I, I think honestly that social media, like like you said, like if people didn't use social media, we'd probably be better off. But now in this in 2022, it's not going away and it's not going anywhere. So now we have to try and adapt to it or they have to try and adapt to us. They have to basically make it like human proof in a way. And you know, if you want to share pictures of your dog, great. But if you want to talk about shooting with somebody, shooting somebody, well, you know, maybe they, like you said, Facebook has algorithms that might be able to detect that. Um, you know, it gets into, like I said, with, with firearms on the internet, you know, constantly when you have these groups or collecting groups, even on Facebook, I mean, just to kind of just a little side note, like, collecting like firearm collecting groups on facebook like if you if you even remotely if somebody posts a picture of a gun and they say hey how much did you pay for that facebook will shut that down because it's it 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 alludes to the sale of a firearm on their platform which is against their their terms of service um do you think that some social media outlets um how do i put this might regulate too much or that do you think that they go overboard or do you do you not think they they might do enough I think certain things with Facebook, I, I think are getting a little ridiculous. I, I was, I was writing something facetiously to one of my friends a couple of weeks ago. Um, inappropriate, probably about eating butt or something like that. <laughs> and, um, it flagged my comment and I was in Facebook jail for like two days oh. and like, it didn't even give me the option to like, you know, like, like, did it insult my friend? Like, no, he wasn't insulted. Like it wasn't like, it, it wasn't even reported by him. It just the minute I wrote it, right. like it got flagged instantly. And I was like, I'm like, but like at least ask the, the the quote unquote offended party if they're offended, right? Right. Like that that's for for bullying, I guess. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> that that's different than like to kill all the Jews in this area kind of thing. You know right. I mean? there, Very there, different things. There's there's a line, and I, I guess they 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 just want to go overboard to try and make it like like a less bullied place but like think about when when facebook started you know over a decade ago when we were in like juniors in high school like it wasn't that bad back then no it's just i think i think people have become soft and you know they never want to hear anything negative about themselves or right like fucking if i want to call you an asshole you're an asshole doesn't mean you know that's not going to give you the ideology to go fucking light a school up there right right it's just the world we live in now where you can't insult anybody or any of that crap. It's just becoming annoying. It is. I think that, you know, for example, like <clears throat> I had mentioned earlier, hate speech and how the left wants to define it could really mean any online bullying, any form of content or discussion that they don't agree with. You know, obviously, <clears throat> you know, you, everyone knows obscenity when they see it. If some guy's ranting about neo-Nazi ideology on the Internet, you could define that as hate speech. But, you know, 
it's still freedom of speech in that way. Just like you calling somebody an asshole is freedom of speech. So I, I do agree that sometimes they do go a little bit overboard when it comes to the regulation and the monitoring of it. Um, kind of one last thing I wanted to talk to you about is um, if you have any advice or any thoughts that you could tell to people on how they could possibly better be better people on the internet, conduct themselves, you know, um, what not to do, what to do. I mean, it just seems that like, you know, people post these things online and maybe they shouldn't. Or, you know, if you if you do something, well, there's consequences. I mean, you have any like advice or any thoughts on that? Well, first, you know, if you're listening to this and you've reported something to the any of our, any of our lovely federal agencies over the last couple of years, thank you, right? See something, say something. I think, yeah. like I said before, people have generally generally do a pretty good job. I mean, a, a, a lot of the things we get are sometimes "quote unquote" poison pens, which is when you're trying to what you talked about before report somebody because they pissed you off, kind of thing. Yeah. We get a lot of those, right? But sometimes, you know, somewhere in there, there's still a good lead for something, and. The one thing we didn't talk about before with all with all these threats in general, right? At the very least, if they're not going to be prosecuted, you know, for making the threat, we always show up at the door and we tell them to cut this shit. Right. And when federal agents show up at your door with probably five or six other, you know, local police with them, like it, it sends a message on the left, right? And then not only does that person get that message, but the neighbor who sees us all outside the door will get the message too. And like, it, don't be a shithead. Yeah. Um. As to. <laughs> You know, I, when Mordecai becomes of age of having social media one day, I, I hope to God you just tell him not to have it. Or at least don't don't have social media, you know, uh, until like maybe sometime in college when you're like a little bit older and kindly right. you're like, I shouldn't write dumb shit. Because even like, I'll admit it, like I wrote dumb shit back in the day. Everyone Thank did. God Facebook has been deleted. So that, that was half the dumb shit. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, on a yearly mark, I, I'll see something I wrote pe- previous on Facebook and I delete it. Yeah. Uh, can't, can't get everything, but... You know, if I ever become famous, I'm definitely going to be canceled about two years later. <laughs> yeah, if I ever become famous, I'll listen to this podcast and be like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Dude. Is that is that what you think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, I have. I mean, the internet is the internet, right? Like, it, it for the most part, you know, I like going on there and seeing dank memes and then reading comments about the dank memes are usually funnier too, right? Yeah. Everyone gets their two cents. Just like, try, try and keep, people should try and keep it civil don't threaten each other and you know if you got a problem like I, I used to be the biggest person right not the biggest person but I, i'd like i'd have i'd write a fucking paragraph up i'm gonna tell this motherfucker right at the end of the day it, that gets nothing done so no. like I, i'll find myself now i'll type it up and then just delete it one because i don't want this to ever come back to me because i enjoy my job yeah uh <laughs> like like i'm not gonna the bigger the bigger picture you're not gonna change anybody's mind right like i can yell at you to your blue in the face and then vice versa like you're, you're gonna have your ideology. I'm gonna have mine, and nothing. No one's ever gonna be like, "Oh my god, he called me a cocksucker," and now I think the way he thinks. No, it's not gonna fucking happen. So right. like, just like, just like be an adult, which I know it, it, it's tough to say. Yeah, it's even tougher to do. But like, just <laughs> go back, go back to like what our parents told us. You know, if you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it. Right, and you, I don't it, know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you had mentioned earlier with kids, like you know, basically like my son, it's like you know, don't have social media till you're of an age where you could kind of learn to interact with people. I mean, I see it a lot of nowadays too, where kids are on social media and they'll send things to people or they'll bully people through social media or God forbid they'll like send nudes to one another through through social media, thinking it's okay, and then obviously 
nobody's going to keep that to themselves and it's going to go across the whole high school, you know, that you hear stories about that constantly and then somebody might kill themselves because of it. You know, I don't think that these young people these days have have the, the mental fortitude, number one, and like you said, to like not be a pussy about things, but, you know, to deal with these deep, deeper social issues that these that these platforms bring up. And I think that as parents and as mentors, as family, that we really need to like reinforce and, and teach um, basically good behavior to teach kids like, hey, listen, like somebody says something about you, like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to take it a certain way. Like have some thick skin, let it roll off you. Don't let it rent space in your head. You know, hey, I wouldn't send, don't send pictures of yourself that you wouldn't want people to see. Don't talk about things that you don't want people to know. Some people feel that they can confide things in people and, you know, loose lips sink ships. You know, you tell somebody, how do you know that person's going to keep it a secret? Um, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, like, it's the last thing you said right there, which is, like, have some thicker skin. Have some the intestinal fortitude to be able to take, you know, criticism or even, even someone says something negative about you, so what, right? At right. the end of the day, like, so what? It, it, I always like to think of this so what for life. Like, it's not, like, it's not going to ruin your family life. Like it might make you angry, but like you'll get over it in five minutes and realize, all right, the guy's a dickhead. His life sucks. You know, he's making fun of me because he's got nothing better to do. Or even if he has, even if he's making fun of you and there's something behind it, so what? You know, I mean, just let it go. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last, one last thing. I know that was like one of the last things I said. I have two more things I want to ask you. Um, these things that are are reported to federal agencies. You know, yep. in your opinion, are the things that you've dealt with or worked on, like what percent do you think are um, like result in arrests or like you, you get a you get a report and, it, you know, that are investigated due to the lack of information. You said that, you know, sometimes there's no supplemental information or there's no evidence of it. Like, you know, what percent of those actually are reported? And then like what's like what's a percent of those that then are credible and not credible? And then like what's a what's a percentage of that? that gets like re- result in arrest, like in your, like from what stuff you've worked on or stuff you've seen, if you can maybe give some insight into that. Um, so just, just general, like threats online for like, you know, I- I'm in, I'm going to fuck you up or show up beside your house or something like that. The, the chance of actually getting a prosecution on that, unless the, the person that we find out was doing it has done it multiple times and has been spoken to by law enforcement probably almost zero because most prosecutors will tell you just to go admonish the person which is tell them to cut the shit right okay um but like like these, these are just threats we, we get a lot of like good tips for everything else in the world that obviously today was talking about threats uh you know drug stuff you know it's any other any other federal crime you think of a lot of white collar stuff that we, we we do end up getting like arrest off of but just like just like the the the, the face fact threat of you know like I'm going to be outside your house tomorrow and shoot you. Probably not going to get something off of that. Right. A very um, low percentage. And, and also th- there's, there's several layers of uh, reporting that people will go through before it even gets to like, like the, the actual agent. Right. Um, it, it'll probably like when you hit that, that first caller line, um, if you, if, if it's some dumb outlandish shit, they won't even like write the, the phone call down. It, it'll, it'll just, okay, thank you, sir. And they'll hang up on you kind of thing. And then, you know, if it is something that they thought was good, then it'll get written down and then sent to the field office. And then and then from there, it'll see a person. So I'd say from just the general, the general, like, you know, I'm not going to say BS threats, but the general things that, like, most people can just shrug off, right, if, if they're not deeply offended by it. Mm-hmm. 
one percent of, of those will, will, will get harassed. We had one where this lady was harassing another lady who was her ex girlfriend and just couldn't let it go. We we talked to her twice, like, hey, you know, um, <laughs> stop talking to her, stop threatening her. She was tweeting her at her job because the one lady was a teacher, so she was tweeting at, at the school. Jesus. She was she was making fake accounts pretending to be the, the lady's daughter. Wow. And we told her we're, we're like just cut the shit, right? Right. She wouldn't do it. We arrested her. Okay. Um. But like, like even if you look at the statute, though, there, you, unless unless you have a violent, you know, history, you're not going to do any time. You're going to get probation, and then they they have things where they can get apps on your phone to monitor your history. So the you know U.S. Attorney's Office or the the DA, well, they're not going to look at it, but like they'll have the app installed that way in case you do something again, they can pull up all your activity. Kind oh of thing. wow, yeah, wow, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. So I mean, imagine being a 30 year old adult and having to do that. Oh, embarrassing. Yeah, that is, that is very embarrassing. And you had mentioned yeah. it earlier um, in the show, but just again, how do you let's just say how do you report a threat to a federal agency? So I'll just we'll pick the FBI, right? Mm-hmm. The FBI has if you, you can go to fbitips.com. Okay. Or. You can you can just Google your local field office. There's 56 of them. One not not in every state. Some states have more than one, but there's 56 field offices covering the United States. Um, call your local field office and talk to the intake person. Okay, that's pretty they'll, easy they'll to take, do. They'll take they'll it is very easy. They'll they'll take anything. And if it's something the FBI doesn't do, they'll direct it to Homeland Security. They'll direct it to U, the U.S. Secret Service, to Postal OIG. You know, there's there's a million legal federal law enforcement agencies out there that cover something, right? You know, yeah. you got ICE for illegal immigration, things ATF. like that, drug trafficking, CBP, ATF. Um, I know we don't love ATF on this show. <laughs> <laughs> they have a job to do, but I disagree with the laws that they have to enforce. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, you could find every single one off Google, and if not, I mean, you can even just call your, your local police office, and they'll tell you, more than likely which agency that should go to if you're, if you're just stumbling for like man i know this is a crime but i don't know who to call call right. local cops and they'll be like i should go to the fbi or you know whoever right okay so. all right and just because this is a show focused on firearms and guns what's your favorite gun you have a favorite gun I, i'm a uh, personally for, for handguns i am a glock baby <laughs> for the longest time like everybody else i thought they're ugly and hideous but you you cannot deny their uh outstanding performance oh you could almost never clean it and have a have years of carbon buildup it's still gonna fire it's not gonna jam definitely ak-47 of pistols hell yeah if i had a uh how do i put this a gun i would really like to shoot uh i know that you have fired you uh would be a barrett 50 cal and yeah I'm very uh very very jealous you had to fire one of those at the at the range on long island <laughs> yeah somebody let me shoot their uh, barrett 50 cal one time after i was talking to them and it was a lot of fun um 50 calibers are <laughs> are wild man and i had posted a video a while ago actually on the facebook page of me shooting even something bigger than a 50 cal which is a 20 millimeter anti-tank cannon from finland during world war ii so um if you want to see that video check that out on um on our facebook page um but tom i'd really like to thank you for coming on the show, taking time out of your, your busy schedule and your personal life to talk to us about um, something that you do. I want to thank you for what you do also because, you know, a lot of times people think of federal agencies as, you know, oh, the government, they're infringing on our rights, but they don't know the ins and outs of what they actually do behind the scenes, you know, investigating these threats, arresting people. Like, I mean, not for none, but like a lot of federal agencies go up against some really fucking bad people like people that want to take this country down people that want to hurt people people that want to blow up people terrorists 
So, I mean, the average person I don't think would have the balls to, you know, put on a vest and go knock on somebody's door that want that wants to blow up a building, you know? Um, so I, we'd like to thank you for that and also for coming on the show. Any last comments, thoughts that you want to give everyone? Uh, thank, thank you for having me, Taylor. You know, we've been friends for forever, so I appreciate yes. letting me come on here and talk about threats. Uh, I, I do listen to this podcast, not all the time, but, you know, you guys put out good stuff. Um, everybody should, you know, love your local law enforcement because police are the backbone of all law enforcement. They, they deal with more shit than anybody else, so oh, yeah. be nice to your cops. And uh, just, you know, everybody, just be good people, right? Like, <laughs> it, it's easy to get divided by political bullshit and everything, but, like, just be nice to one another. It's not that fucking hard, right? Yeah, it's really not. It's really not. All right, good, man. Well, um, everyone, also, um, as of the recording of this podcast, we're still doing the giveaway for the Crossbreed Holster. So if you go on our Facebook page, a post we had shared a while ago, all you have to do is like and share that page. And on the Instagram page, like and tag two friends, and you'll be entered entered to win um, either a Glock 26 inside the waistband appendix carry holster or a full carry package with a belt, mag carrier, and a holster of your choice from Crossbreed Holsters. Um, so be sure to do that. So thanks, everyone, and be safe.